We are the E to the page, Japan land the punch. On a mana pia boom pal, we got the stuff. We know they got story, been new, they got hard complex narratives and black carries. Tell me where they see us. Where I see us, where where I see us, they wanna be us. But tell me what they read us, not they wanna be us. At the damn cage, like a nigga from Georgia, insane and after brain and lacking in origin. At flashbacks and shots to the system, downloading new issues and sitting for a listen. Where I see us, where I see us, they wanna be us. But tell me what they read us, not they wanna be us. Welcome back. To- <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Gosh. Every time. Okay, we scratch that beginning. Scratch that beginning. Scratch Pause. And don't put it in. Yeah, don't put it in. Gotcha. Gotcha. Watch you- gotcha. Gotcha. I don't- you okay? He looked like he gonna put it in. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Where I See Me, the podcast where we look at comics and media with lots of questions in mind. Mainly, where the hell are all the black and brown people? And so I'm Jamie, and I am Marcellus, and we're back from our mini hiatus. Thank you so much for being Woo-hoo. patient, and waiting for us. We were experiencing some technical difficulties, you know, podcasting is, um, it is, we're still, we're still learning, even if it's been almost a year, there's still lots of things to learn and ways to improve. So we appreciate your patience on, we really do, we really do. Yeah. The difficulties were technical. They were. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Super technical, super technical to the point where it's like, we, we had, we were, we had an episode. We had like I guess we had fully recorded it. We 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 had done. Um, we got thirty minutes into one. Had a technical error where it uh, the program we record with OBS uh, over over our Google Meetings. Um, our Google Meetings that we use for the video options, uh, which you can get uh-huh. access to via the Patreon by supporting us. Yes, um, by becoming a patron. But say it early so we don't have to say it later. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but we record that way, and so it, it, we normally uh, things get condensed into like a video file, right? Um, mm-hmm. And just didn't realize, you know, MP4s really are big. Um, <laughs> they really are just the largest things in the world. Uh, and we ran into that error where it crashed and we tried, we recorded a whole episode and after that, um, and it just wouldn't save, it wouldn't read the video. Uh, and it was really sad because we, we had this whole like cross analysis of, uh, alien, uh, and versus predator. And I watched more of the predator movies after we did that episode. (sighs) And I gotta say, it doesn't get any better. It doesn't necessarily. <laughs> uh, it was just so um, sad. Cause I mean, there's, that'll probably be if we do <laughs> a wink, wink, nudge, nudge, if we do any, you know, live stuff in the future, um, maybe we can bring that back as like a lost episode topic. But we yeah. spent so much time. I, sp- I was researching so much. I know, I know you did. You did so much research, research on Bojale and like, Wait, it's Beaujolais? No, Beaujolais is something in French. That's that's the name of my friend's old street that she lived on. What was it? 
Uh, Obeo? Ob- uh, uh, I'd have to go well, back. It's... I have my my sticky notes for it are gone. <laughs> I have to go back. Um, but both of those, both the uh, the suit actors for Alien and for Predator were both black men. Bolaji. Bolaji Badejo. Yes. Both black men who die within like around the, a couple of years a couple of years from each other um same height yeah. same damn near same age um mm-hmm. but they both so they carried those franchises they really did and i i must say predator 2 had danny glover as the star mm-hmm. versus um arnold schwarzenegger who was in the first one and I mean, I was, t- I think I was messaging you as I was watching it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, in the first 10 minutes of the movie, they were talking about Jamaicans in LA. And I'm like, this shit about to be racist. Just watch. Just watch. <laughs> and sure enough, it was. Ain't that a great <laughs> sign like, when you're in the middle of a movie and you're like, hey, this shit about to be racist? Because they were like, it was like a sh- the opening scene of the movie is a shootout in the streets of Los Angeles, which. I don't, I've never, I didn't grow up in LA in the nineties and eighties. So I can't attest to whether it was like, like that. Still though. I don't know. Based off the the clips you did send me of what was happening. I'm going to guess that maybe that wasn't a more accurate depiction. I think it was a little bit embellishment. Although I do remember there was documentary film footage from something else Mm. where LAPD was using like tanks like LAPD like that's another they've been had money they've been yes had money yes I think LAPD probably NYPD and Houston like the top uh police departments who get the biggest budgets oh yeah um Los Angeles is in there Houston is in there uh for what I remember Mm. um I can't remember who else I would say probably like New York New York so has it has to be like the top, like you know, the the cities with the largest populations. I imagine their police force get the most money. Um, we should talk about that sometime. We should. Yeah. <laughs> we probably we will. We've got a whole nother like uh, what? We're on episode seven. We probably got like I can't count. I'm sorry. We did like thirteen or fourteen last last season. So yeah, we, we did 13, 14 last last season. So you know we've got some time we'll see we'll see what happens oh yes but for today's episode we're doing a review we haven't done a review at all i think well actually we have done we did one movie review of uh brown girl begins Mm -hmm. and then i don't think we've done a review since then no we're going back back to form you you and me you and me jamie yes yes because we haven't it hasn't been just us in a while um we've had we've had quite a few guests which we are so thankful for jackie coming from um juncture podcast will jones who is the creator of the book that started this podcast or was your inspiration for this podcast and of course our last episode in april with sebastian always love to have him on the show and so we're back you know we're back to just the two of us for a moment um, in today's episode, we're doing a review of NBC's new sci-fi live-action show called Debris. And so we're going to be reviewing, the show has been out for 
a couple minute. months now. Yeah. Yeah. It's they're on probably like episode eleven. Ten or eleven I, now. I think well, cause when I uh when I was double checking, looking up actors' names, which we gotta talk about the actor names. <laughs> uh but we'll we'll get we'll get to that moment. <laughs> um I Marcellus. saw <laughs> I saw it's I don't know if it eleven might be out, maybe twelve just came out because I saw the synopsis for thirteen peaking mm-hmm. um in the search results yeah um but so you, they're probably you, gonna have, they're probably gonna have 20 episodes most shows go to 20 because uh, well, nbc well nbc they might they might uh because what it's like you either get 8 13 or you hit 21 um mm. a lot of times uh, unless that's if like, it gets re- invested <laughs> unless you got like uh-huh. a, a really good deal Right, because they'll get picked up in the middle of the first season. Whether they'll they find out if it's gonna be a second season. Exactly. In the middle of the first season, okay. Yeah. So I, I kind of I feel like the premise of it is strong enough to have warrant a second season, depending on how this season plays out. Um, but so we're reviewing Debris today. It's a show, um, but that airs on NBC Monday nights nine nine p.m. Central. Um, you can watch it on Peacock for free. You can watch it on NBC's uh, <laughs> thing for free. Um, I'm just looking at. I watch it on Hulu like the next yeah. day because I usually get home late on Mondays, and so sometimes I watch it, or it'll take me an. It'll take me like the show will start at nine, and like I'll re I'll have to like rewind it so many times because I'm like you know doing my whole like unwind from home kind of thing, um, where. I have to, it takes me forever to watch the show. <laughs> uh, but not because of the show itself, but just because of my own routine or whatever. You're, you're busy. But, you're doing your yeah. multitasking. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to read the synopsis of the show. So this is Debris. Uh, when mysterious wreckage starts falling from the sky, a secretive international agency is, talk, is tasked but figuring out what it is, where it came from, and the most important thing, what it can do. British agent Fanola Jones and American agent Brian Benaventi are partners who have very different style. She's This is all in the synopsis, thank you, <laughs> mind you. Um, they're, agent, they're partners who have very different styles. Fanola is warm, intuitive, and detail-oriented. And Brian is charming, confident, and guarded. Charming? I don't know about... I'm sorry. <laughs> this man got the charm of an old Navy mannequin. What are you talking about? <laughs> I mean, like... That... Whatever, I mean, I'm sorry. Maybe... <laughs> wait, wait, let me finish. Um, however, they have no choice but to trust each other as they track down the hundreds of pieces of debris scattered across the Western Hemisphere. Each fragment has an unpredictable, powerful effect on the everyday people who find it, changing their lives in unexpected and often dangerous ways. Every discovery also is also a race against time because shadowy outside forces want these powerful objects for their own nefarious purposes. Together, Fanola and Brian will uncover a new mystery and the truth unfolds piece by piece. That is the synopsis for Debris. It has an 82% liked, I guess, rating um, on Google. Um, on Google. Uh... 72% on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. 6.6 out of 10 on IMDb. Okay. So that's I mean, it's kind of moderate. It's it's not like a runaway hit. Yeah, people uh, are like, ah, oh, this is all right. 
Yeah, like it's something to watch. Like you can. I know my uh, my my folks have been watching uh, Debris. Um, <laughs> my mom thought it was all right. She's like ah. She thought it was all right. And my dad was like ah. <laughs> you know those words exactly. I um, mean, I I we're I know we're reviewing the first episode today, but I have been watching it every Monday. I've been keeping up with it. You've been tuned Cause in. I, yeah, because I'm invested. I want to see how this is all going to play out. I think the concept of it is very interesting. You're invested in um, Brian, specifically? No, not at all. No, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> Brian, he's kind of weird looking to me. Like, he's been in other stuff. Has he? Oh, Brian you're right, because they be, they be having those commercials. Um, yeah. those sales for those sales for Old Navy because they've been um, hush. <laughs> they keep him busy. Brian has been in other things, but they're none of the things that I've recognized. What's his What's uh, his actual name? Jonathan Tucker. Jonathan Tucker. He was known for his roles in the films The Virgin Suicides. Oh yeah. Uh, oh. Who was he in the Virgin Suicides? I just remember the girls in the Virgin Suicides. He was the. Stop. <laughs> Stop. I'm he sorry. was in Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Hostage, in the Valley of Ela, The Ruins. The Ruins is a stupid ass movie. And Charlie's Angels. He's 38 years old. He's 38 um, years old. I mean, The Ruins, I don't know if you've ever, have you ever seen that movie? No. The Ruins? No, I have not. You know, there would be no movie if people made smart choices. That's really what that movie Is a horror me. movie? It's a post, it's supposed to be. Um, <laughs> I mean, it is, it is, but it's just like, y'all did this to yourselves. Like, yeah, y'all made a poor choice and now look at you. You being eaten by vines and stuff in some by vines. Yes, at some like Aztec temple somewhere in Mexico. Oh, or see, Mayan why are you at an Aztec temple? Exactly, they should stay their behinds on the resort. They met, they linked up with some. It was a bunch. It was like a group of young white kids from the U.S. and some white kids, I guess, from Australia or something. Uh, somewhere. Yes, some... yes, 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 yes. And they're like, "Oh, we we're gonna go see this place that's off the beaten path, and you guys should come with us." And there was one girl who was like, "I have a really you no." Know, there's always like stereotypical. I have a really bad feeling about this. Like we should stay here. And so I think one girl did stay because she was sick, like yeah. she had food poisoning or something. <laughs> and the rest of them, <laughs> the rest of them took their little happy behinds out into the jungle, off the path. Um, and they came across this this temple. And there was a person who came up to them who was speaking in Spanish and he was like frantically trying to tell them something and they shot him. And so now, you know, now they sorry. have this... what? what exactly, exactly. This it's, it's dumb. It's dumb. It's dumb. Um, but if you are a listener and you, you, the ruins is your favorite movie, I mean, I, you know, it's dumb. I'm sure that's not why you even watch it. <laughs> if this is your favorite oh. movie, you know, why it's dumb you know you know why it's dumb you probably just watch it to laugh at it really like that's stuff like that you just watch to laugh (laughs) to laugh at it so one would hope um, one would hope one one would hope 
Um, but Jonathan Tucker has been in other things. His face is really familiar. I remembered his scar on his chin, but I can't remember what else he's been in. And then Fanola Jones is played by Ryan Steele, who she's an English actress, so I wouldn't be as familiar with the things that she's been in because I don't British. really watch a lot of. I don't watch a lot of British television. Oh, she played Queen. She played Queen Nefertiti in Doctor Series Seven of Doctor Who. Ooh, if that is of any significance to any of our, our listeners. I used to be a Doctor uh, Who fan. The one of the things people ask on <laughs> is what is Rianne Steele's ethnicity? I I hate that people. <laughs> Why is that <laughs> like so first- high on her list of? Well, because she's, you know, she's a black woman who is light skinned and could be interpreted as something else, mm-hmm. depending on where she is. Um, but apparently, I think she's on Legacies. What is that? Legacies is the spinoff of the originals, which is the spinoff of that? The Vampire Diaries. Okay. I heard <laughs> that one before. I've, I've... Yes. <laughs> All these names. So. Oh, that was her. Okay. I mean, I I re- recognized the character, but I didn't know who she was. Um. So, yeah. So these, you know, we have this white man and this woman of color who are our central figures in this show. Um, Fanola works for MI6, and Brian works for the CIA. I think. I think so. I think. But so. there's like this overarching um, organization that has been fused, I guess, from different world intelligence agencies called Orbit um, that are tracking the the debris that's falling from the sky. And so the debris that's falling from the sky, apparently there was the start of the, 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 I was about to start the film, the start of the show, there is um, an alien spaceship that was, tracked or seen mm-hmm. or came up on radar and um and it was like it was apparently like a wreckage and oh, it was yeah. just kind of floating through our solar system and pieces of it have been falling to earth for the past several years like and so orbit almost. yeah I, I think it did say it was like decades um and so orbit is tasked with finding all these pieces um and they're trying to understand this alien technology and so you know, it's, I would say it's, I don't know, it's kind of set up similar to like the X-Files. Very, very mm X-Files in in, in format. Right, like where it's like, you could watch each episode as a standalone episode, I would say. um, As long as you have that main concept, sort of. Yeah, absolutely. So, but you, you watch... I mean, the listeners know that I've been, I've been watching it, but you watched the first episode for the first time. I'm curious to know what your what your thoughts are on the show. I am indifferent. Um, I <laughs> don't spit your water out. Uh, uh, I'm indifferent because I do I. As someone who definitely, you know, it is a you know a big X Files fan um, on a certain mm-hmm. degree. You know, I'm not I'm not saying I got tattoos and and commit episode names and numbers. Um, it's not like that, but I do like that format and that structure. And there's a lot of shows that I love that have that. This 
interests me, but there is a certain. I think that the there's B plot that they introduce in this, mm-hmm. you know, and like the like you were like when you read the synopsis, it's just like they're different. They need to work together. Will they? And it's like <laughs> they don't seem that opposed to one another. I don't think there's really the no. tension they're claiming to be there. Uh, truthfully. And Mm-mm. that it almost distracted me a little bit that they were claiming um, more tension than than there than there actually is, because I like I don't yeah. remember the X Files right. Uh, I should remember. Um, so this is this is how you know I'm not like a a deep fan because I'm trying to like uh, Scully, Mulder, Mold, Mulder's weird. He's just weird. There's no true tension. He's just a weird man. Mm-hmm. And this woman has to put up with him being weird. Uh, and occasionally I'm thinking, kind of cute though, but he's weird. And they didn't really try to make it nothing, you know, over the course of, you know, seasons you get you get stuff happening, right? But Right. They don't set it up like that. And I feel like they're trying to set you up like, hey, you remember, you, you've seen shows like this. You remember, there's stuff happens. Um, show me the aliens, nigga. That's kind of, that's kind of right. So that's the thing. Like, we don't see any aliens in the first episode. We're just dealing with the technology that's alien. We don't get to see actual aliens. Because if it was if it was man made, I think that would make me feel different. Because there is a series, um, that it kept having like mentally, I kept comparing it to, but I know it's mm-hmm. not. They're not connected at all. Um, I actually watched it with Kendrick, uh, one of my roommates. Um, it's called Into the Loop, I think, or In the Loop. Um, Is that on Amazon Prime? It's on Amazon Prime. There's also I, like I think a, that might have been. I would recommend if you if you really enjoy Debris, I think mm-hmm. you would absolutely love uh, uh, love that show. Because um, you know Debris Debris looks good. Like that's one thing mm-hmm. I'll say. It's it's really well shot. Um, there's definitely some really creepy, cool stuff that happens in that first episode. Um, that we could we could touch it as we're like go going through it. But it, I think it shares that with um, into the loop in a lot of different ways. Because mm. sci- I mean, sci-fi is fun when you there's mystery, right? Yes, I I haven't. I guess because I've been watching Debris and my phone knows it for mm-hmm. some reason. It's been suggesting, to, I, it's been sending me these arg- articles or, or things like the 2020 sci-fi show that you have to watch right now. It's giving me these really <laughs> urgent, it's, it is always like right now, immediately. Drop everything before, you're doing. Before it leaves ASAP. And it's like, can you calm down? Like you're just a telephone. Like, First calm of all, down. hello. <laughs> how are you how are you today i was like i didn't even ask for all of this like you all you know i'd be looking at Shein and target on my phone and you want to show i mean yeah i look up sci-fi stuff but that's the first thing you want to yell at me as a phone is to watch <laughs> watch this show as, as and it'll a... be real simple stuff it'll be real basic stuff and i'm just like really that's what you're telling me to watch i can't remember the last one it was so non like like okay yeah mm-hmm, I'm mm-hmm. sure phone I'll watch it um but <laughs> you were saying sci-fi is fun when there is like mystery and like intrigue 
Um, and I, I agree. Like I haven't, I don't know if have, have there been any really good sci-fi shows on network television? I don't really know. It's been a minute because they don't really, they, I think there's this mix up between questions and exploration and Mm -hmm. putting cops in space like the procedural and i think that's yes. part of my issue by my indifference with this show is that you can it's have a procedural. An, it's a procedural but like it's mm-hmm. leaning into more of that than it is the science fiction um, yeah because like i i think I've, I've said it multiple times i i and i don't i need to watch more more <laughs> i need to watch more non-animated content so i can have more to pull from but i think of one of my favorite shows i would watch with my dad all the time was warehouse 13 which I'm familiar with that show. It's yeah. and it's procedural, but it it's far more into the uh the X Files kind of territory where the procedure there's some bureaucracy and stuff to mm-hmm. to tow around, but they're so more they're much more invested in the weird and the unexplained and the strange and like the mm-hmm. the the monster of the week style and. Mm. this like the lore yeah like the 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 item is the main focus and you know you could have you could have people affected by like the idea of, of debris the concept of these of these pieces of, of wreckage or ship that come through causing strange things to happen is cool mm-hmm. i would rather spend so much more time on those items and the effects than the people they're affecting which I don't know that, but that that's just my that's just my bias. I think you should watch a couple more episodes. Oh, I will. No, I I just I literally just finished the. I the know. First I know. <laughs> I'm I'm saying that because I'm curious as to what you'll think of you know the the remaining the the following episodes because there's one where I don't know like it's not like we never. You know, we're kind of in the same boat as as Orbit. Like, we don't know anything about these aliens at all. We just know that there's pieces of their ship that's falling to the the planet. So we don't, you know, there's no way. Exactly. We don't know how it got damaged, right? All we know is that there's probably, there's no probably. There is intelligent life out there. True. They had the ability of space travel, right? They can't drive. They can't. They get to the ship. <laughs> he said they can't drive. When I when it uh, when they were showing vaguely the idea of like where the, how the ship looked up in the up in the air as it mm-hmm. you know was falling and stuff, all I could think of was you know like who shot up this ship? Who? It did look like it was shot up, didn't it? And I, I thought of that um that uh, <laughs> the quote from the Boondocks, and I was thinking to myself. What did he do to make these niggas that mad? <laughs> you came all the way out to Earth. We ain't got no rides. We don't do nothing out here except sit here and twiddle our phones. And you went, nope, this is the last place you travel. Not a single survivor. Yeah. As far that as I know, know on episode one. That is exactly that we know of. I can't remember what else happens, but like... There's like one episode that's later on where I don't know how and I don't know how I feel about this episode where 
the people, there's these people, I guess they're migrant workers working in a, on a cornfield. Mm-hmm. And this rain begins to fall. And it's like perpetually raining in this cornfield. And what you realize happens is, of course, there's a piece of debris somewhere in this field. But the piece of debris has changed the atmosphere and the genetic, the biology of the people who work in the field, they no longer breathe oxygen, they breathe CO2. And so when they go outside of the cornfield, they die because they can't, like they're, they don't have CO2, like their bodies don't process it anymore. And it's just like wild stuff like that, that happens, right? Um, and they were trying to figure out a way to save these people and they ultimately couldn't really save them. They just kind of put them in like stasis, like just froze them and left them there. That's messed up. I know, I know. And, and so but the episode is framed around like, what would Brian do? Like, what is Brian saying to do? And what is Fanola saying to do? And Fanola, of course, is like, we, we need to figure out everything. Absolutely. And Brian's like, we can't, they ain't we can do. Brian's <laughs> like, Old Navy's having a sale on your demonstration. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, his that, wardrobe does look like it came from Old Navy, but like... <laughs> I just, every time he spoke, I didn't believe him. <laughs> well... I want to know what he... Fanola's... Fanola's got her her whole... Because her character, her, her father was a yes. scientist. It's like, he, before he died, he got to see a piece of the debris come in. He's, you know, he's really the reason it gave him hope that there's something out mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's all gung-ho about, um, you know, coming out of the physics labs and getting getting into the field. Mm-hmm. Um, MI6, uh, whatever they do, she she's affiliated with them. Um, and she just seems very green. Very, uh... You think so? Well, just in the sense that she knows what she's doing, mm-hmm. but every time, because cause there's still that procedural element, right? Like we're talking about, uh, mm-hmm. they're going around, stuff's happening. And every time someone has a little, like, maybe there's like a dead body or like someone's injured, she's like, I don't, I'm curious to see, because you were saying they have that choice. I'm curious to see how she develops as a character. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not interested in Brian yet. Brian's kind of stiff for me. He's a little stiff. And, you know, the way they explain his stiffness later on is because he was, I think, in Iraq. So there's like this kind of trope of the soldier who's kind of like cold. He's been, he's got trauma. Trauma. Um, you know, and so he's a little stiff. Like he's not very warm and open and personable. Um, Fanola, I don't necessarily, Fanola is like nice. Yeah. I don't know if she's I. She's polite. She's, she's she's polite, but but it's like British politeness. Um, I don't, you know, I don't pish know. Posh. I think pish posh. I think, I think when they wrote that synopsis, they're going off another show. The, no, <laughs> <laughs> they were going off the show, like they were going off the script, and not what they were looking at. Yeah, on screen. Like I feel like that synopsis 
is like this is what the script says the show is about this is like the summary from the script whoever wrote what you it see on had not watched it who who is the who is who is in charge of this composed producers tanya swearingly bonnie r benwick and jeff raffner these are the these are the Those are some fancy names <laughs> i um the the theme song to the show reminds me of the theme song to Westworld a little bit. I have not seen Westworld. You have not? No. I know it's Westworld. about the West. I know it's cowboys. Uh, I know robots. Robot cowboys, yeah. Robot cowboys out West. I know the world's involved. Yeah, it is. I like, um, I like sci-fi shows that include uh, t- uh, uh, what they're about in their title. <laughs> I really that really helps me figure out am I going to be invested in this as a viewer? <laughs> it's Westworld like Astro World or like Water World. Water World. Or... See that movie, perfect movie. It had... I love Water World. People give Water World such shit, but I really like that. Movie. It delivers on everything it it's trying to tell you about. Mhm. Mhm. The world is now water deal with it i didn't really like firefly that much i couldn't get through <laughs> there weren't any fireflies <laughs> at any point in them it is it's space there's no fireflies why would there be it's a lot why would there be fire? and then are there fireflies on different planets i don't know we don't even Maybe get to answer are. that question no we don't That's why i got canceled not to mention Joss Whedon is probably horrible to work for. So, you know. Joss but, Whedon. Whedon. Joshua. But, I mean, on a serious note about Firefly, I fell asleep during the first episode. I could never, everyone kept, you know, it's slow moving, so I could never really get through it. I like the people so. in it. Yes. Yes. It's like they're, it's like they're jumping off point for a lot of them, which is cool. Gina Torres, Morena Baccarin. Um, Christina Hendricks was on an episode once, I think. I did see that episode, and that was, like, later on in another season. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, this is interesting. So I, I feel like that show you could kind of maybe drop in and out of a little bit. Yeah. Kind of get the premise of it. Um, but for Debris, um, Marcellus, take us through the first episode. What happens in the first episode? So we're given this first little idea of, well, first of all, the concept of like in a world where the, the, the like there's <laughs> where these things exist and they're highly valued these these pieces of debris from this from this ship right, um, there is potential for them to be misused and at first I was thinking used how are they being used. Okay, they must have properties. And there's this kind of mm-hmm. like black market. Um, I'll give you some money. You slide me the stuff. Uh, dealings mm-hmm. going on. And, uh, but then Orbit, uh, not to be confused with the gum company, uh, comes in <laughs> and they're, they're about to bust up this deal. And the, both parties have to walk away really quickly. They don't get the sale, doesn't go, go over. Um, and the people who were the buyers, the shady buyers we were unaware of, you know, who they really are, get away. The uh, seller 
It's like, let me just take this out my Walmart bag, out my suitcase, stuff it in a, uh, stuff it inside a, a passing um, little uh, desk. I'll come back for it later. Spoiler alert. Nope. Jumps out a window or something, or gets pushed out a window, something of, of the, the to that effect, and um, that 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 lead goes cold, and the the the, the buyers they run away, um, and we got uh, Fanola, Fanola and uh, Brian, they're there on the scene, they're hot on the tail, and like okay, mm-hmm. well we gotta find this piece of debris. Too late, a cleaning lady has touched it in the hallway, and. F- Granted, the hallway is up on the 40th floor, uh-huh. and we learn what this thing does, because it falls out the, uh, she opens up the bag, falls to the floor, and doesn't touch the floor. No, it hovers. It, it hovers. Like, hovers. And she's like, oh, cool, that seems safe, touches it, and phases <laughs> no! through 40 floors to the main ballroom, and, well, you know, I don't know if you've ever done that before, but you die <laughs> when you fall forward. <laughs> When you fall more than 20 or 30 feet, you die. Um, unless you're, I don't know, unconscious uh, and not moving at high velocity, which she was doing both things. Yes. Oh, my uh, gosh. That sad. poor lady. I was like, that, when I saw that, I was like, oh, my God. I'm like, oh, is this what we're doing? Right <laughs> First, the episode. First episode. First episode. Harming innocent people. For touching this this thing i mean it just i guess it just went to show us to warn us this this stuff is dangerous it was like the size of a dorito too it looked like a dorito it looked a little tasty it was gray though i mean there's purple doritos <laughs> there's, blue yeah. chip, there's blue chips you mean this the 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 cool ranch ones that have the little sprinkles of green or blue oh i call also tear tips uh doritos low-key you gotta stop doing that. Do I? Shout out to shout out to Doritos real quick for the one time. Sponsored <laughs> by <episode>. Doritos. <laughs> Although like this episode has been brought to you by Doritos. I don't know what their catchphrase is, but Dorito. That's the catchphrase. Dorito. So so that is, you know, our first introduction to the show the first like 10 minutes right like a black market dealing a lady is killed brian and finola are on the scene so at that point they're already like adjusting to each other like they they're not just like firstly meeting i don't think like they already know each other and it's very clear right like they both are reporting to different bosses even though they're working for like orbit right like brian is calling i can't think of it i keep wanting to call him marcus but his name's not Marcus because I'm Marcus is from the Mayans, which I was telling you about earlier. <laughs> yeah. I just, I went through this whole, I binge watched season two and season three of the Mayans MC, um, which talks, it's like toxic male dra- soap opera drama for toxic masculinity. Love it. There's something very enticing or very intriguing about that, about motorcycle club drama to me it's, it's just i watched i once like broke my entire sleep schedule one fall semester to watch every season of oh, sons of anarchy I, that's that's <laughs> it's a choice it's a choice and it really was like, is a choice <laughs> so 
somebody asked me, they're like, is 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 the sh- show good? And I was like, it is good. Oh, I mean, God. whether or not good is, you know, you can define that. Art is subjective. It is. Good is subjective, right? But it's entertaining. entertaining. Okay? It, it entertained me enough to stay up to five in the morning to watch oh, it. Oh, my God, Jamie. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> Brian and Fanola <laughs> reports a different bosses. <laughs> Brian and Fanola report. Fanola is um, reporting to Priya, who is, I guess, over the segment of MI6 that's dealing with debris. And then, like, I don't remember what Brian's boss's name is, but there's like later on, if you watch the show, there's like, oh, his name is Craig Maddox. Maddox, that's what it is. They got these. They got these very specific names, and like, yeah, I, I not that you know. Shout out to all the Craigs and Brian's out there. Nothing wrong with your name, but when you got these, I re- only remember Fanola's name. I'm gonna say that like that. Right. It took me a while to pick up on Brian's name. I, I was don't just know like anybody named Fanola. Right. I was like, oh, that's an interesting name. So I just I can't I the, when you said Brian you you've said it three times now now I know his name I came into this not remembering his name and really being really hoping that we were we would get a three time uh, repetition going <laughs> Brian 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 so you know Brian reports to Craig Maddox and. It's very clear that MI6 doesn't trust the CIA. The CIA doesn't trust MI6, but they have these people working together. And so anything that happens, Fanola has to report to her boss. Anything happens, Brian has to report to her boss. And like, there's all these kind of like, you know, like there's a barrier, I think, between them. Like they're not necessarily like fully fledged partners yet, I think, um, at the beginning of the show. Um, But what else? I think what happens after that, if I'm not mistaken, because it's been a while since I've seen the first episode, mm-hmm. and I might get it mixed up with the other episodes because there's some things that keep, there's some things that are constant. Like they're always on the plane, always, always on the plane, always on the phone, always <laughs> calling on <the> somebody. Phone. <laughs> so you know, there's some things that might get mixed up. Always like on a little tablet doing do 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 something, doing some iPad um, shenanigans. Yeah, iPad shenanigans. Always that. Um, but they get on a flight to go somewhere and then the plane, they get like a, debris, a report of debris. Is that what happens next? Yeah. And it's like, all right, we're going to Kansas. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it's Kansas or Kentucky. It's one of the K states. Uh, not a lot of those. Kansas. Kansas. They go to Kansas. Um, uh, they have a little awkward interaction on the plane. That's like their human moment. Um, where Brian's like, Oh, wow, I feel the plane turning. It's like, we've been diverted. We've been diverted to an incident in Kansas. Uh, uh, and he's like, what are you doing up? I'm doing the paperwork. And he's like, oh, you do that? And she's like, uh, yes, I do the paperwork. That's how it gets done. What do you th-? And they have this, I don't know, they have a moment, though, where she talks about um, why why I do this. And he talks about why he does it. Mm-hmm. And you get their motivation. You, mm, you get the character motivations laid out in a very natural way. <laughs> um, 
Uh, and then we go straight to Kansas to see like what what exactly is happening. Cause you, it's weird. It was weird. There's like this child mm-hmm. going around. He's in the backseat of some woman's car, and at first you're like, ah, this is mom. She's mm-hmm. talking to him like it's like uh, they're related. Um, and he's got this little toy, his wind up symbol monkey toy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got it just playing, just making noise for no reason in the back of the car. Um, and the woman's like, you know, well. She's kind of it's just it's just chitter chatter, um, mm-hmm. and she starts having a bit of a tro a bit of a time, a little cough fit. She starts cr- a little teardrop comes out one of her eyes, and it looks like some sriracha. Uh, what? <laughs> it's it's like it's coming out and it's like that that doesn't look like it's supposed to be there, and then it's oh there's no that's blood that's blood coming out. Um, she's coughing. Little boy is not reacting. To... No, he's not. And I didn't trust that white child immediately. Um, <laughs> and I say I, I emphasize this though because when um, it feels like a horror movie trope when um, white children of a certain age do not react to danger, mm-hmm. it's because they are the danger. So I didn't trust him immediately. Yeah. And the car co- like, like, comes to a, a slow stop, and he gets out. And then we go back to Brian. We go back to Brian and Finola. They find her. They find her in a field. Yeah. She was, like, floating. So kind of like the Dorito chip didn't was, like, floating and didn't touch the ground. She was, like, a big Dorito. She was, she was floating in this field along with some other bodies. Wasn't there were a couple other bodies as well? They there? found her snagged on a barbed wire. Like she was floating in place, stuck. And um, Fanola used her science eyes and was like, "She's floating in the direction, but the wind's not blowing that way." And Brian was like, "Okay," and just cuts her from the barbed wire and lets her float away. And they just watch her, and then she yeah she joins up with this like mini a small dust tornado of people and corn and debris Uh, Mm -hmm. debris Um, (laughs) and they just look at it like huh that seems messed up that that's happening (laughs) we should take those people and see if they're okay Um, spoiler they're not No, they were not okay. Uh, um, they were alive still, but like barely. There, it was. There was no no heartbeats, no muscle movement. But there's like this weird point where they they have this this sort of um, temporary home base out there where they're they're looking at all the people. They're about to do some like you know investigation. And they're about they're about to oh they're about to open up the homegirl's body they just found. Um, and then her eyes open, and she's looking at him like, "Do not do yeah. that to me, please mm-hmm. don't, please don't open me up. I'm alive." Um, <laughs> and the doctor's just looking back at her like, "Okay, well, let me go talk to my friends about you." Uh, and they all have they have brain activity going on, but they yeah. just can't seem to communicate with any of them. Um. It's very strange. It's very, yeah, it was very, it was very weird to see, um, and very, it was just, it was creepy. And like that little boy, 
I guess we find out later. Well, I don't know what happened. So they, they, they set up the base. They find him on a CCTV because they didn't even know there was a kid in the car until. Right. So they're like, we need to find this child because they found the car. Yeah. And it was candy in the backseat, but they didn't know uh-huh. why. And then they see they see him on a CCTV and they do the whole zoom in ants, zoom. Who who is this? Who whose child is this? I thought she didn't have any kids. She doesn't. Where is the family? <laughs> and they, they have to like track figure out something. Um and they're like, Where are the parents? They're gone. Okay. And they find they find this his home. Um and there's you know, the, his family pictures there and they see his face and they go, He's here. There's a sister? Where's the sister? Is she dead? Um, and she's at a boarding school. Yeah. Like seven miles away, which feels like... Okay. Y'all just didn't want her at the house. Yeah. That's what that was. That was like a... That's like when you put a dog in a kennel. Um, <laughs> I, felt, I felt weird. But this little... Whoever this little boy is, he's still running around. Doing whatever he's doing, making with his little symbol monkey clapping, mm-hmm. uh, getting in the backs of people's cars, saying, "Can you help me find my family?" Um, mm-hmm. and then making people cry sriracha. Uh, yeah, he did it to several people, which I think is how they ended up in that field, just floating, just floating. And so I think what happened is like Brian Finola track they like debris gives off a signature like the alien debris gives off a signature and they have these devices now that i think thanks to finola's dad that can register the the, the debris like where it's coming from mm-hmm. also i think it's called like a lahiri a lahiri, I think a lahiri. like a lahiri to scale like a tasty pasta a lahiri. <laughs> i just think of uh like when i hear lahiri i think about mindy kaling's show uh, what was the name of her show? The Mindy Project. Her name was Doctor Larry. Oh, on the show. That was a that was a fun show. I I I I didn't like that she was in love with Danny though. Did you ever watch it? I've never. I like her. I've never watched the show. The show was fun. I think that she. It was just weird to me that there were so many white people on it. And I'm just. I mean, she's very like she's very like Indian in the show. Like she's <laughs> yeah. not like. She's not like erased of her Indianness, but yeah. like her love interests are all white. The people around her are it's white. It's probably oh, true to form like it's probably pulled from life, to be honest. Yeah. What I think about because doesn't it take place in like what big city does it take place in? I think New York. Mm, yeah, it sounds about right. I know. Depending on mm-hmm. what what <laughs> she was, I think she was a guy she was like a gynecologist office. It was she was like a gynecologist or something like that. Gynecologist. But I mean, I, I'm I'm digressing. <laughs> I was like, there's a Lahiri scale in debris in the world of debris that registers what like radiation. It's not radiation, it, but, but like, it, it kind of it looks like a Geiger counter almost. It does. Yeah, it re it reads the like how much in, energy this thing is emitting. What are the vibes like? How many vibes did you give? <laughs> Marcellus was making fun of me because I had to put on my syllabus to try, you know, for, to tell my students during critique. Try to avoid phrases like, it, I like it. It's a vibe. Like, I put I put that on my syllabus because it's like, there, 
there'll be students who, who just who just say it's a vibe man i really like you know the feel good feelings and whatever and it's like oh no i was like bays. no i was like no the v bays the v bays v bays v bays um but they find a piece of debris though it's like in these people's backyard. It's big as it? hell too. It is. It's not like you know. We saw the Dorito chip size one, and this one is like the size of like a dog kennel, or maybe a little bit, maybe bigger than it's a dog. Bi- kennel. It was about the size of like a. Um, it had to be about about as wide as like a uh, as a door. It was. Mm-hmm. And they had mm-hmm. pieces kind of floating off of it. It's very geometric, mm-hmm. though. All of these things mm-hmm. have been very. Um, like if I, it made me think of uh, Annihilation. I know we've talked about that movie a lot, but it, it had this. I rewatched it recently. I rewatched it. Re- yes, and like it still hits, still hits. It's still, it's still a mood. <laughs> it's still a mood. It is still a vibe. Annihilation and Arrival, them two sci-fi movies. Love them. Can watch them anytime. And it's a, even with that, there's like those again. Kind of my my main issue. And Grant, I'm gonna watch more episodes so I can see how I feel about the rest of them. Mm-hmm. But there's like this avoidance of mystery because you want like narrative mystery is a part of narrative, and you don't want to leave people with too many questions, or else like, oh, they're gonna get bored, or they're not gonna know what's going on. Is there something that we can do to make sure the viewers engaged? Confuse me a little bit, please. I'm fine with not knowing why or what. And like both of those movies do that so wonderfully. <laughs> they like make make me want to take notes. Like what? Hold on. Go back. Pause that. When are we? Where are we? What's going? On? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you, but like you were saying with the the counters, and they find they find it in the backyard. And there, mm-hmm. um, Finola walks up to it and like gets this um, like a wash of melancholy over her. And she's like, "I saw my mm-hmm. mother. I saw my mother when I looked at, mm-hmm. when I looked at that." Um, the and- degree is causing people to like it's it's feeding on people's emotions mm-hmm. and like particularly people who have like grief or um, melan- like you said, melancholy, Regret. like these kind of sad feelings. Um, and so what we find out is that the little boy, so they, they do go to the boarding school to get the girl, right? Because I think the mom and dad are home. Are they home? So they roll, they roll up to the house, no one's there. And that's when they see on the photo like, oh, there's a sister where is she and they find her and they call and they're like hey so your mom or dad are missing don't worry about it um we're looking for her where's your brother um and she's like is this some kind of sick joke he died in a car accident months ago (laughs) um and brian like puts the phone to his neck is like (laughs) Um, (laughs) we have we might have a problem. Um, yeah, they, they do go, they do go to find her and figure things out. Um, they talk to her, and it's like clear that she's at the boarding school because her and her mom kept fighting and fighting after this accident. Um, 
and she's just like riddled with like uh uh sort of regret as having like one of the last things that she said to her mom was like if it wasn't for you getting uh whatever the brother's name is candy uh you wouldn't have gotten hit by that driver and he would be here um you know usual things you say to your mom uh real things that you just you know always always say with love in your heart um and they use the power well, because they can't just this the mother clearly um had whatever the debris was doing manifested this child out of her grief yes yes and it's it was just like okay yeah cool 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 but we have this whole like how do you sustain this physical being of energy that's not her it's not really her son no it's not um and so it's like feeding off them it's like energy it's like using them as batteries mm-hmm. um so he just he absolutely murks the father for energy and originally i guess when 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 the, the little boy manifests and becomes like his his corporal form takes shape um the mom calls the daughter and is like, come home, please. And she's so excited um, from the daughter's account. And then one day later, I guess the one day that passes, the little boy does whatever he's doing to the dad. And the mom goes, on second thought, don't come home. <laughs> Doesn't give any context to that. And so, you know, five people later... We're we're here with the daughter, I guess in the uh Fanola's tracking down the boy, trying to figure something out. Um, almost gets dusted, but has her science brain and her own emotional intelligence to guide her. Yes. But she was I mean, she was not immune to the charms of that or the magnetism of that little boy. Mm-mm. Though, because she ended up repeating the same pattern. So what the little boy is doing the little boy that's not a little boy, the little boy that's like debris energy. The little debris manifest, boy. Which is, the little debris boy, which is wild. I think is an, it's an interesting concept, right? Like this is this is not a real person. Like he's he's just he's like a man. Like it's wild to me. Um, but what he's doing with all of these people that he's used as batteries is he's reliving that little boy's the real little boy's last moments. Right? They go to the store. He buys candy. The parent, the the woman, whoever's driving the car with him in it, they have the exact same conversation that they mm-hmm. had before he died. And then, you know, the person, you know, they start leaking as Marcel Sarracha tears. Sarracha, yeah, blood, yeah. like blood starts coming out of their te- their eyes and ears and stuff. And they kind of like go into this this catatonic state and float away into that field. Um so this is what this little boy is doing. Like he's he's feeding off of these people. Like and originally, I think he was feeding off the grief of the family because they lost their their child. And like when Fanola first sees the the debris, she sees her mom. But like because she has kind of worked out her grief, like she's in a different stage of grief over her mother's death than this woman is about losing her son. You know the 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 debris doesn't manifest her mom like it does uh, or did she see did she see her mom or did she hear her she like i think she heard her she like heard her she had this like sort of 
she it was like some sort of vision of of mm -hmm. like she felt her and then yeah. at some point immediately like immediately after that before, like uh i guess once she said i felt my mother um brown's on the phone with the doctor because all the people at the tent um in unison spoke and said her mother's name yes and, and he said he's like who's so-and-so laria goldman and then um uh, finola turns to him and goes that's my mom's name and, <laughs> and so but there, there is this like there's this weird shield around her because she's like this is like a pro therapy <laughs> go to therapy protect yourself from small energized dorito children um <laughs> or else you know you good listen you could get got you could you you potentially could get got um but i <laughs> i think the show i don't know how they resolved the show like the daughter goes to see her mom in the tent with all the other bodies because yeah. they figure out the little boy is, is living off of people's of the mother's grief her grief was so great yeah that the debris manifested her son and but it couldn't sustain himself so he needed more human emotions more things to feed off of and so, like Marcellus was right in the beginning, this little child who's not reacting to anything is not a child, is the, is the danger. Um, but I think what happens in the end, because Fanola is the next victim, right? Because yep. they're, they're tracing back the steps because they're like, they're like, he's going to need another person as a battery. And so they're trying to figure out who is next, who's going to be the next person. And it ends up being Fanola. The call um, is coming in from inside the house. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, to save Fanola, the little girl, who isn't that little? She's like maybe like 15, yeah. right? Uh, the daughter, she's like 15. She goes to the tent where her mom is. Her, the people who are in this like catatonic state can hear you. They can't react to you, like Marcellus was saying. Um, and so she's trying to get her mom to like snap out of it. She's trying to tell her mom that she's sorry, that she doesn't blame her, mm. that she shouldn't have blamed her for her brother's death. So there's they're they're having this real like come to Jesus moment <laughs> at the end of the show. <laughs> yeah. So that her mom like and I think eventually her mom like kind of wakes up and like snaps out of it. She and then when she wakes up while the yes! guy's talking. Yes, she does cry. She can't move. She's just like, there's just tears leaking down the side of her face. Um, but eventually she like, she like gasps or like snaps out of yep, it. And then all the yep. other people snap out of it. Right? Do they? Or does Everyone someone die? at once. Everyone at once. Like, <gasps> and then uh -huh. they shoot up. Even uh, Fanola, Fanola on the side of the yes, road. Because she, she was almost got. She, she was, was almost got. Floating floating down that field mm -hmm. and then i think the little boy just kind of just disappears yeah he just he you know puts up a peace sign says peace out a town and then like moon walks <laughs> off uh no he just straight up disappears um, just vanishes because he's not even real he's just some some stuff he was just the grief he was manifest. just some trauma yeah and so you know that's pretty much the first episode of debris i don't remember there was, there was a something... little hang off at the end where it's like 
I was just about to say if we there was some kind of lead job. in. You're not that mm -hmm. bad. You're not that bad either. They're on the plane and then mm -hmm. Craig calls and he's like, Good job. Good job, Brian. Nice sale today at the store at Old Navy. Um <laughs> Go ahead. Uh let me tell you real quick. Don't trust the MI six lady. She's British. Also, her dad's alive. Here's a Yes. Here's a, uh, I'm looking at a photo right now. Don't tell her though. <laughs> and it's like, okay, well, what what is he doing alive? What's going on? And uh, and he's like, you you expect me not to tell her? This woman I've just met, who I care deeply about right now. <laughs> um, that'll break my heart. My name's Brian. Uh, just so you don't forget my name, Brian. That's my name, Brian. <laughs> And uh, Craig's like, yeah, click. And he's he's like in this hazmat suit, um, at like whatever orbit I'm assuming, or maybe maybe it is the CIA. I don't know where their their exact their exact location is for this base, but um, they're he's driving this little golf cart in this facility, and he shows up, and we see this big piece of ship debris that looks like a like a, an assembled mm -hmm. wing. It looks like they're trying to fix it. Which is mm -hmm. the most American sci-fi thing I can think of. Like, something falls from the sky that looks so dangerous and you don't know what it does. <laughs> and your first thought is, cool, let's fix it. Let's make it work <laughs> and do the thing it's supposed to do. Which is what? I don't know. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, great. That's cool. I'm gonna... I got so stressed out by the idea. <laughs> Right, it's it's wild. Like they don't even know. They don't know what happened to. The, they're like their first thought is let's put it back together, and it looks kind of like it's this huge circular thing that looks kind of like a turbine from oh, a yeah. from a plane, and it's just like okay, so this is what y'all are doing with all these pieces, um, and so that is the first episode of debris. So we know the lead in for the show is. Nola's father apparently is still alive and the CIA know and the CIA thinks that MI6 knows but they're lying about it and you know we we the following episodes that that is another like kind of plot line a B plot oh yeah it actually feels like an A plot because the B plot to me feels like the debris <laughs> see and that's what I'm like if, if it's gonna be a sci-fi so be a sci-fi so it's gonna be a, like a uh -huh. a mystery I think we should want to care about the characters more, mm -hmm. but they they won't pick and they don't have to. But there should be either beef up the debris and what the mm -hmm. debris do does, or I think what because um, oh. like there is truthfully when I think about the the thing that I, I wanted more mystery if they're not going to be stakes that are that high. Mm -hmm. If she had if there was no timer on this little boy disappearing. So mm -hmm. there was no clock to run out because if Finola got got, she would just fall asleep in the field. <laughs> right? She would go she would hover, she you know, it would I'm sure bleeding sriracha from your eyes is not nice. But she would have passed out and floated that way. But if that had been maybe like in a couple hours or something like that, Mm -hmm. she would have woke up if they you know if they 
successfully wake the people up. But but they need her brain power to figure out the case. Yeah, no, I mean just like, like the very the last moments made me think oh, of like, yeah. oh, they'd already kind of gotten Brian the did his gun. thing where he was like, You gotta talk from your heart. Um and uh I just I don't know. I, I I'm gonna watch more though because I feel like I like I like some of what it's doing. Um, yeah, and there, I'm always there's a fan. Been, there's been some moments. Oh, wait, you're a fan of what? Black people. That and the, I've been. That's what I was about. To, I'm watching it because of Fanola. Fanola. <laughs> like, Fanola. I'm invested in Fanola. Um, Brian is all right. He's there. Like. Honestly, to me, I watch it and I'm like, this is Fanola's show. Yeah. Because there's more things about her happening, right? The fact that her father's still alive. The fact that she's going around the world finding these debris uh, thingies, right? Like, there's, you know, all of this stuff that's happening. And I can't remember. So I don't know if you, I don't know if you want me to ruin what happens like plot wise further or, and you could read it. I mean, I, I spoil I mean, things for myself all the time. I don't care. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, she does. I mean, of course. I mean, I think, but this is the other thing. I think the plot is kind of, like, it's, you could guess the plot. A little predictable. What's, it's a little predictable. Like, eventually, I mean, he can't keep that secret from Fanola for too long, no, right? They're Brian, spending so much no. time. Oh, my God. <laughs> Brian does not look, I'm surprised Brian is in the CIA. <laughs> to be quite honest. <laughs> you know who they also give a plot line and I I could do away with it Craig Maddox I don't need to know about his home life I don't care Craig don't, don't look care. like he has much of a home life uh, which is why his wife divorces him in the show he so. already looks divorced <laughs> the state of that man's beard for what job he has I I don't care about, but I mean, there's also, but I think in some of the episodes, the reason why they set up that for us to know more about Craig's mm-hmm. home life and like him, his storyline is because there's also a scene where he's meeting with these people. And so you're kind of wondering like, oh, is he part of the black market people? <gasps> but he's a white man. Right? <laughs> That feels like he's encroaching on us. I don't know. It's a different space. Uh, <laughs> I will say. What, do I'm you think, to think the Caucasian I... market is Amazon? Amazon.com? Yeah, like the like white market. Like the market. the white market? Versus the black market. I feel like that joke went over my head. <laughs> I don't even know if it's a joke. It's just a question. Really? I mean, I don't like. I don't even know how to answer it. That's all right. We can we can pull that out. We can fish it out to the people. There'll be a Twitter poll. Yeah, I'll make a Twitter poll. Make a Twitter the poll. Caucasian market, the instead of the white market, it's it, the white market is Amazon. Oh, is it though? It might be. It might maybe. Be. Maybe. Maybe. eBay. I don't know. eBay is kind of, you know, they. Multiracial. I don't know if they're. Yeah, because it's like they don't do any. They don't have a warehouse multiracial site. <laughs> She's biracial. I love when they're like, 
<laughs> For I those of you dance. who cannot see that dance because you're not a patron, um, Jamie just showed off uh, some biracial dance moves. Um, from TikTok. From That's... TikTok. That man has a whole album, and it's a diff- different song for a different girl. He's got an Indian girl song. He's got a big girl song. He got a white girl song. He got a black girl song. Please tell me that it's the melody every time. Oh, I don't know. I haven't listened to it. We might link it in the show notes. Oh, my God. For free? <laughs> no, not well, for free. Say- On the Patreon. Were you... <laughs> 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 we have two Patreon uh, subscribers now. Ooh. Special thank you to Chichi Odom. She is subscribed as well as Mr. Cooper, your father, Mr. who is Cooper. also a subscriber. Hey, I know him. <laughs> so remember, you know, Patreon, we the lowest level is $5 a month. So it's you can get comics and all that good stuff from us. Um, but the show, I mean, I'm trying to think what I was going to say because I got distracted Sorry. by the. <laughs> by, by you're, talking Craig, you're talking about Craig and his backstory. Yeah, I, I could not, I could do without his backstory. There is one episode that is a two part episode and it made, mm-hmm. kind of made me mad because Ooh. it was kind of like a Groundhog Day thing where the piece of debris was out in the ocean or out in this kind of cove uh-huh. and these is these rich people's house and it's a set of twins and they found it they was out which they just i guess was out there swimming and saw it because it's like you jump off a cliff are they into into the cove were they are they what yeah you know what they were <laughs> You know what they were living on a cove. You know what they were. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I you like know. I like to check. I like to check. I like to be surprised. I like to be surprised. <laughs> but like, they I guess they jumped. They're just jumping off. There was just so much repetition in those two episodes because it's like it had to do with timelines and there being multiple timelines. And every time they activated this piece of debris, they caused a shift in timeline. And so they're ripped. And so there's this whole like immediacy in the fact that they are messing with the fabric of time, mm-hmm. of reality, that they're unraveling our reality. And so uh, they activate this debris so many times to the point where they're starting to see people in other realities. Ooh. Like as like there's these kind of Echoes. transparent. That's exactly I think what they call them echoes from other realities. Um and so they could see the people, they couldn't hear them. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're trying to figure, you know, they're trying to figure out how to get back. And then, and part of the storyline with it is that the boy, he lost his sister, which is why he keeps act reactivating it because he came back once. Um, his sister wasn't there, and there was like some other kid there, and he was like, "Who are you?" He's like, "I'm Shelby. Why are you acting like this? You know, you're my brother." And he's like, "I don't have no brother named Shelby." Or whatever he said his name, you know, like just he was just really just irate. Yeah, and this yeah. is like the beginning of the episode. And we're like, why is this boy being so like teen ang- angsty and his little brother? And you find out that's not his brother. That's some kid that just popped in from another timeline that now has memories of being his brother, but it's not his brother. It was a mess. 
they they ooh, they jumped in that water and like the sequencing the sequence where they're like running to like mm. go down this cliff and like jump off this cliff into a into the cove swim into the debris and like activate it it's that happened had to be like six or seven times it was just like oh this makes me tired mm-hmm. Ooh, it make me tired to look at it um if you make it that far if you make it that far let me know because i don't mm-mm. but the show, I mean, I'm invested. I just want to see. I feel like I've watched enough of it that I just I have to see how it plays out. That's I get that. Yeah, it is a home. little. Yeah, it is a little flat, but I'm okay with that. Which I don't know what that says about me. Well, and that's why I think it was like <laughs> in, uh, the the oh, the I, tales from the loop. Tales from the loop. Tales from the loop. Um, okay, because there is like a quietness to it. There's even mm-hmm. like they there's like this uh there's a like a D and D sort of game book made out of it too, where like the adults in that world are kind of unattentive to children and children and other things are the the main focal point in terms mm-hmm. of mystery or people and outsiders, um mm-hmm. and they don't really check in until things get really weird and strange, and there's kind of a there's a quietness mm-hmm. to the mystery, but there's always this immense sense of like what the hell is happening or what like looming danger um mm. and i i feel what i this first episode gives me like i there's something i want out of it where there is flatness mm-hmm. and i don't know if it's from the characters or if it's from the concept that i that i'm wanting that's more. a good question I think you have to watch a few more episodes and see. Because there's some that, like, there was one episode, I feel like, maybe it was the second one, I feel like I didn't really get it. And and then, there, like, there's some that I'm just like, what? What happened? And then what? there's some like, oh, that's kind of cool. Um, and then there's some that, oh, the one that stood out to me the most was this, like, cube that shows up in a field. Um, all of a sudden, and like it's a debris event, mm-hmm. and in the cube are people, and like they can see the people, but like they can't. I don't think they can hear them. Um, but they come come to find out it's a cube full of missing people, people who have been missing for decades, and they're all in this little. They're all in this cube. They can't see each other in the cube, but they're there. And the main storyline, I think, is about this girl who she's trying, she's like touching the cube and someone else is like touching it. Um, and they find out who she is and they call yeah. her father. Her father is like, she's been missing for 10 or like five, five or six years. Like he was like, she was in the parking lot at the grocery store. And then I, I turned and she wasn't there anymore. She just disappeared. And so they think what happened to all these people is that they came across some kind of like portal and were sucked into it. And because the people have feel like they've only been gone for a couple of minutes, like, but some of them have been gone for years. So I love stuff like that, where like, it's like, you, you've been gone for this long, but mm. you feel like it's been an hour, but people will say it's like. 20 years or some some mess because it was a guy in there who's like I disappeared at night he was like they they, they asked all of them because when they finally got them out they asked them what year is it 
And this one man was like, 1979? Oh, <laughs> like, baby. Sir. Sir, no. We got a no, lot to explain to you. Yes. Yes. Um, which kind of reminds me of like an annihilation when they enter the shimmer. Oh, right? yeah, we don't, yeah, yeah. We don't see them enter the shimmer. We just, they enter the shimmer and then like Natalie Portman wakes up and is like, I don't remember setting up tent. I don't remember how we got here. I don't remember anything after we, you know, the past the tree lines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the other girls are like, yeah, we don't remember either. <laughs> you know, like, it's just like, what happened? <laughs> like, I don't know. You know, they, they're, and they were like, judging by our food, like, we've been here a couple of days. And I'm like, you know, stuff like that. Like, I find that fascinating. Um, the, the, the newer Predators movie it didn't mess with time, but it was messing with people's sense of where, like, orientation. Like, where are you? Mm-hmm. These people were just, like, dropped in onto this, like, into this, what we perceive to be an island. And they're different from different walks of life. I will say I did enjoy the newer Predators movie versus maybe the first one. I think the first one it was it's very 1980s bang bang shoot 'em up. The 80s they just they would love shooting sh- shooting stuff. I see Sex, why people wrote all the articles. They loved it. They loved it. Um, you know, when I was talking about Predators 2 being racist, there was a scene, there was a sex scene in that, in that movie, and like it's some girl, she just bouncing around. And like the Jamaicans come in and rip, like pull her off, and like she's nude. And so there's like this scene of like this white woman who's like nude, and then like they have her boyfriend like strung up, and they're like about to kill. Like it was just a mess. And I'm just like, this is I can't. I'm like, what is this? The deepest sigh. But <laughs> I I think that was probably one of my favorite episodes of Debris. It was with the the time cube thingy. Mm. Um, they also find Fanola's dad, and bless his heart, he's so traumatized. Um, he's just hanging outside the Quickie Mart. What are you doing? No, <laughs> no, he's being held he by like the. He's being held by like the the black market people, like because they wanted his knowledge. So he did die. He died, but they used a piece of debris to reanimate his body to reanimate him. Oh my god. I know. I know. So now this man is literally the walking dead walking around. I mean, he doesn't, I mean, he's alive. Like, but he's not like, like a he zombie, did but... die. And so he is yes. seeing the other side. Yes. So he's like traumatized. And like when they get him back, he, they were staying at a motel and this, this poor man, he just, he's just so pitiful. Bless his little heart. He went to the desk and he asked the lady if she had any aluminum foil and she gave him a roll of aluminum foil. Do you know this man made himself a blanket out of aluminum foil and slept under it? And I'm just like, Why? oh no. Well, you know, you remember like people make aluminum foil hats as like they say to block the ray. The, I the, suppose the cosmic rays from like interfering with their brain and like yeah. like that's a like alien abduction kind of trope, right? That people you people use um, aluminum foil to block cosmic rays, which cosmic rays. D- are falling on us all on us through us at all times at all times um which is a real i mean it's a real thing um but 
he 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 made himself a little blanket out of aluminum foil and then like pulls it up and like goes off and the show goes off. I was like, oh my gosh, that poor old man. Cause he's her father's like older. He's like maybe like in his seventies. Yeah, I would say. Um, he's been around, and he's just yeah. He just he's so he's just so pitiful looking the way they have him because he's been through one. so much. Yeah. Oh, the dog. <laughs> <laughs> that dog. I don't know what happened to that dog. Uh, for those of you who don't know, my grandma, uh, where she lives in Houston, there are a lot of there are a lot of like just stray dogs, and so sometimes she feeds them and they stick around. And there was one that we just called pitiful, <laughs> pitiful. It was like a like a yellow lab looking dog. It and really Marcellus- yeah, Marcellus. I was telling Marcellus about the dogs before he came over to my grandma's house. And I was like, yeah, there's a pitiful one and there's this one. And he was like laughing at the, <laughs> the names of the dogs. It was like, there's the fuzzy one. There's the pitiful one. And then there's mama dog. They were and named like-, like Smurf characters. <laughs> but but upon seeing all of them, it was so accurate. Yeah. Except- the mama dog... The fuzzy one had me rolling because it's just, it's just a husky. <laughs> <laughs> like, but pitiful one was that that was the most accurate. That dog's face was so damn sad. It was. Oh my gosh. I don't know what happened to him. He Did just he get disappeared. Mm, he might have. He did. It was like a brown and white dog that would come by. She's biracial. <laughs> he has a biracial girlfriend, and oh he's, he lives God. in Dallas now. I hope he. I really do hope someone picked him up, and like he has a good life now. Because there was this, there were these people who were driving around that neighborhood and like putting out dog food to like catch like to catch the dogs like i guess so the dogs got familiar with them and they would catch them mm-hmm. but the what they were catching them for was still you know not certain because there are people who just catch stray dogs and they use them to for dog fights oh like to train like to train um as like you know the test dog for their main dog that they've been pumping full of steroids or whatever oh to like God. attack the, the stray dog like that's a thing that happens um or, you know, there are people who, like, just rescue dogs and, like, foster them. Yeah. I'm hoping it's the latter. Yeah. That it was just someone, like, trying to, like, slowly oh get this dog to trust them so they could take it to the vet. Um, I remember people would ask me, like, oh, did your grandma let the dog in the house? I'm like, no, she's not letting that dog in her, in her house. It's a stray dog. <laughs> I mean, it's her dog, but it's not her dog. Like, if something happened, that's not my dog. I just feed it because I feel bad for it. It's the community's <laughs> dog. It's the community's dog. So, um, but yeah, there's there's more dogs. There's puppies now. There's like, and they're big, they're big. And they run around and just play in people's yards. There's that, like five of them. That idea makes me so, makes my palms sweaty. The puppies? Um, just multiple community dogs. Well, they all stay at my grandma's neighbor's house now. Like the neighbors, I think, have disclaimed them. Like the dogs stay there. They have their puppies there. And I think the neighbors, they 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 feed them more regularly than my grandma does. Okay. So the dogs, they're they're cared for, but they're still like kind of street dogs. <laughs> I I think 
I don't know. I like the Aristocats growing up. <laughs> I love that movie too. I wasn't really like that... a Homeward Bound kid. I liked Homeward Bound though too. Lost in San Francisco, the second one was my favorite one. I didn't. I watched Babe and Babe too. I like those movies. I didn't like. I don't think I liked Babe. I liked the Pig. It was a good pig. I don't think I watched any. I never even. I don't even think I even read Charlotte's Web. I know of it, and I know enough around it that I know the premise of the story. That Charlotte was the spider, not the pig. See, that's a book that. that doesn't do. It doesn't deliver. It doesn't. Cause uh, you're right. That's Charlotte's Web, but that's mm -hmm. not the pig. Pig didn't didn't couldn't take responsibility for that web. <laughs> it kind of feels like we're not giving the right credit. Oh my gosh. Did you ever read The Velveteen Rabbit? The who? The Velveteen Rabbit. You never read that one? Mm-mm. Now that one is the one I know and remember reading as a kid. It was like a little boy was given this like velvet or Velveteen Rabbit. I thought I heard something. I was like, for Christmas. And he loves it, but the little boy eventually gets sick or something. And then oh. the rabbit... I think the little boy dies and then this is how old this book is because they were they were not afraid of having child a children a child's death in the book um the, <laughs> the, the little boy dies and the rabbit is a i think he dies from some kind of disease and so the rabbit was going to be burned with some of the boy's stuff but like the rabbit comes to life and then becomes like a real rabbit and like goes and lives off in the forest or something oh my god I think that's the premise of the Velveteen. It's kind of scary. I mean, but I think it's a British story. Oh, it sounds very. That it sounds, makes sense. It sounds British to me, like this idea of like, like children dying, their stuffed animals coming to life, as they do. And it was like the way the the book was like written. It was like the countryside or something. It could have been. It could have been a British story, or it could have been set in like in the south or something. I don't know. But <laughs> none of this has anything to do with debris. <laughs> so I guess my my review based off the first episode is like ah, kind of like kind of like how my parents said. Um, but I'll keep watching based off you know we we kind of did a, a sort of uh, crash course kind of mm -hmm. hit drive by review of some of what what it has to offer. Um, mm -hmm potential yeah if you i mean if you like procedurals procedurals um i think you'll you'll like debris if you're wanting like aliens you're not gonna get that um really you'll get some weird you'll get some weird occurrences right like the people in the field having their biology changed the little time box thingy them twins jumping in that cove and like messing up uh, reality um uh there's some other things that happen. I don't remember though. I'm trying but... to remember. There's a series I I, I do want I did want to check out. Um I saw another trailer for it while I was watching this uh show. Um I'm trying to remember what it's called. If I can it's called Black Box. I think we talked about it once. Um Yes. With Felicia uh, Rashad? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Felicia Rashad's in it. I watched it. We could review it. Um, because I, I got, I got issues. 
I want to. I got issues with it. I want to watch it because. And we can do Amazon Watch Party. Amazon. Oh, that's right. Amazon Watch Party. Hey. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to watch it because the. I, I'm trying to remember the actor's name. Uh, uh, oh, I don't know if I know how to pronounce his name. But the main guy, Nolan, I guess is his character's name. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched a movie with him, my mom. That was He was lovely in it. And that huh. was like an indie movie. So I was like, oh, he's in this. My boy, he's he's moving up. So I'm, I'm curious as to what that shows like. Another sort of looks like sci-fi, kind of crazy off the wall. It's a twist. And again, it's a twist. I... I'm rooting for everyone black. Um, so I like to... I... Those are the only people in it, though, too. So I will say Felicia Rashad is not what she seems in the movie. Felicia? In the beginning. I know. And then the little girl. There's a little girl... I have so much empathy for that little girl. I'm like, she do it. Like, she don't get to be a little girl. She do not get to be a little girl. And I'm like, she should be playing and doing taxes. doing all this. No, <laughs> you little, know what? She, I was, that was that. Could, mind you, that could have been the next scene in one in that movie is her doing taxes for her dad. Whoa. You watch it. I will watch it and we'll talk about it. You know, another movie I want us to review is more like an older movie. It's Independence Day with Will Smith. Oh, that could be so fun. We should do that. And because what? Um, I don't know exactly how. I've lost track of the. Juneteenth can be fun. Calendar. I was thinking about when is Fourth of July within our season. Oh, I mean, this episode is coming out on Monday correct yeah, yeah which it which is may 17th uh will be another we could figure this out after the show. Yeah. nobody wants to hear um, we, nobody wants to hear let's, this let's, let's, let's wrap let's wrap let's wrap <laughs> yes, it up. let's wrap this up um uh, but so what has your feeling you to, of debris is it, but you feel like what's your if you had to i i mean it's something i've been watching i um, it's it's nice to have it on um I'm just I'm kind of invested to see where the storyline is gonna go, because um, I do think it's an interesting concept of this alien spaceship pieces falling around the world and people having to like and it seems like they haven't fully told the public yeah that this is happening that yeah. this is this is a thing right and so because people keep interacting with this stuff just there was one episode. It. Yeah, and there was one episode where it was like the debris made people younger. So like it was these elderly people who were now like in their 20s again and they needed more people to like come in contact with the debris so that they could stay younger longer um, or so they could be away from the debris longer. Um, But what ended up happening is that some of the people died. and it looked like they're like emaciated and then like there's like these firefly glittery things floating around them. Um, but it was just like this man whose wife had dementia and he didn't, he, you know, when she, the, the debris reversed her dementia. And so they got time to be together again, but at what cost of the cost of like harming other people. And so that was a, that was an interesting episode. 
um, I would say. So, you know, people are finding it and they're realizing this thing does a thing. And I'm just going to take advantage of this thing doing a thing. They don't think like, I'm going to report this to my local government agency. No, <laughs> nobody, <laughs> nobody, nobody's like, I ain't reporting nothing. This is mine. It fell in my yard. If, I've, it's if mine. something fell in my yard that was vaguely geometric and made any sort of hmm, hmm, or like moved funky, I'm just going to wait for the garbage man to take it out. I don't want such mm-hmm. that. I don't want any part of that. Mm-hmm. I don't care what it does. Mm-hmm. It could give me money, call me nice names. And give me back massage. I don't want it. If I can't, if I can't find it online at a store or grow it in my yard naturally, I don't want it. <laughs> Aliens, truthfully, I like to believe that you know there's more intelligent life out there. They they exist. They, they don't leave, exist. They can leave me, me alone. They can leave me alone. Um, I don't think. Michi, I was I was watching Michio Kaku. And I think it was him, or it might have been Neil deGrasse Tyson, who were talking about, like, it's kind of narcissistic of us as human beings to think aliens look like us, that aliens are humanoids, because they could be anything, right? Like, lots of things are alive, like plants are alive, Mm -hmm. right? It Mm -hmm. could be some kind of plant-based species, right? Like, and they could already be here. Like, they could already, they could be living in the ocean, for all we know. Like, maybe all the stuff... You know, who knows? But the, the idea that they're just going to be like these people, look like people. Yeah. Like us. That we are the ultimate form of intelligence is is narcissistic, which, yeah, that's true. There's some better forms out there than this one, I would imagine. Like, um... But, like uh, a starfish? Starfish pretty cool. Pretty cool. They regenerate their limbs. I was thinking of like, what's that one monkey? Oh, I can't remember what it's called. A ring, it's, got a, it's got a big old chin that it, it expands when it screams. Howler monkey. Howler monkey is pretty good. Pretty good. I think that's a bit improved from from what we got going on. Howler monkey. Or like they a, have they they have like. I think that some of the howler monkey, like the males, their genitals are white and the rest of their bodies are black. Yup. And there's like this joke about why that is. It's because they were screaming really loud one day and the Lord told them to shut up. If he, they didn't shut up, he was going to strike them with lightning and they didn't shut up. And so he struck them with lightning, which they're, which, they're like, which is why they're black because they held, they held their genitals because they didn't want them to get like struck by like this i don't i feel like i've learned this on zabumafu or something i don't know zabumafu <laughs> like i had to like some pbs craft brothers something i feel like some that's where singles. i learned it something like that but we should we should wrap things up um it's good to be back it's good to um, be talking again. I miss. I miss. I miss this. I mean, it's only been like a few weeks, but it's still. Can you we record. Hear? Can you oh, Pepper. That? Yeah, I'm so sorry. I'm sure our listeners missed Pepper too. Like, you know, we're almost Marcellus. It's okay. She's fine. <laughs> okay, it's fine. Like, it's it's life, right? She's having a hard time. She needs needs 
she just wants to talk to everybody in your she apartment does. like it's she fine does. it's fine um but we want to thank you all for um listening for being patient with us while we we're on hiatus we're back finally um and we're we're back we're happy we're reviewing things and we'll look for you guys oh look we'll listen or you'll listen to us or if you're on the patreon you'll see us in the next episode um marcellus do you want to thank playdate for our outro music i would like to thank playdate for our lovely outro music why don't we talk about it um they are some wonderful fellow sci-fi uh lovers uh some fantastic peoples um good 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 tunes tunes to listen to you can find that um that song on spotify itunes and all that good stuff um we also again (laughs) if you hadn't heard we have a patreon um (laughs) which is linked uh amidst our episodes um and our notes and and all that good stuff um make sure to to uh, follow us on twitter as well Mm -hmm. at uh at where i see see me all one word yes we are also on instagram as well same at where i see me all one word Mm -hmm. so we're on patreon we're on instagram we're on twitter follow us on all the social medias um and we look forward to interacting with you all on on social media we we may do like i think a great thing for us to do it would be a watch party with listeners and Mm -hmm. see Mm -hmm. Um, Because you can just type in the chat while we're watching things and see, um, you know, how people respond to stuff. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But that that is all we have for you uh, on on this episode. Back back in action. Back from the depths of uh, our internet slumber. Um, (laughs) I have been Marcellus. And I'm Jamie. Stay nerdy. And stay black. Listen. What the-